Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And uh, with me, I've got Joey Alibro, our guy on the ground who's, who's uh, on the coaching staff of Prince Avenue Christian's High School Football Program. And guess what, guys? Uh, in a little bit of uh, a scheduling errorship, I think, in my part, uh, we had all previously spoke pre-show about doing this on Wednesday, but it is Tuesday, and uh, that was my bad. I just can't tell what my day's apart anymore. <laughs> anyway, hey, Ray, Joey, how you doing? I am doing good. Uh, we're about, what, a month into all this social distancing, uh, self-quarantining uh, stuff with the coronavirus. Uh, I'm kind of getting a little uh, weary of it. Um, <laughs> I'm getting yeah. a little, uh, I'm trying to see people um, go places, do things like before. <laughs> Ready to watch yeah, more stuff. No, I know. It's really hard just, like, staying in and not doing anything. I mean, it's, I thought it would be easy, honestly. I really did. But the more I sit around here, the more I'm like, gosh, I really kind of miss being out there. Yeah. No, it's because Holy of the crap. fact that you're not allowed to, that you want to even more. You're like, ah, oh, you know what would be nice right now going outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, just, it's all about what you're allowed to do, exactly. If I can do, I mean, if they told me that I should go outside, I probably wouldn't be sitting in my room saying, I don't want to go out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, Scott, is that you? Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no worries. So uh, I just told everybody, to everybody, hey, we also got Scott King on the line with us today, former editor-in-chief of the Fox Sports-affiliated Football Extra Points, which is the Football Garbage Time spiritual predecessor. Hey, Scott, so it's funny because Joey just pointed out to me in the pre when we kind of pre-showed this that I had actually said Wednesday in my, in my text to all you guys. And then I went ahead and scheduled it for Tuesday night. And I was just saying, I just can't tell my days apart anymore. It's <laughs> this, this stay-at-home, social distancing thing, you know, shelter in place. All the days kind of blend together now. So thanks for making it out here, Scott. I actually thought it was just going to be me and Joey tonight. Uh, no problem. Yeah, I, I had it on my calendar for tomorrow, and then I, and then you said 10 minutes. Uh, so, uh, but but I have uh, always have time to talk, and and uh, especially <laughs> now that there's not a lot of sports on, need to need to have something to fill the time. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm like, well, hey, well, this is great. I have a feeling that we're not going to get Ryan on here, though, because uh, even when we actually do schedule it correctly, Ryan tends to flake out. So, you know, who knows if he's going to make it here or not tonight. <laughs> and I can say that because Ryan's not on the show to defend himself. So, anyway, it's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome to have Scott on. It's awesome to have Joey on back again. Hey, um, so let's go ahead and you know, get keep get it rolling in a second. But I have to ask you this, Scott, because I haven't had a chance to, and I've been kind of – Watching your tweets here and again, you've been playing a ton of Call of Duty lately. Are you are you ready to brag about to everyone about your mad skills now? Uh, yeah, I have actually. So so I'm I'm a Call of Duty player. I had a PC version maybe 15 years ago, and I and I've been in all in for a long time, and I kind of drifted away from it. I've been doing some Apex lately, but. Um, Warzone has me back all in. I actually just finished the game five minutes ago um, <laughs> and uh, had a sixth place finish. I had a second place finish at lunch. So, uh, all right. yeah, it's it's got me all all in again. And uh, if you're not on it, you're, you're really missing out. 
So. Well, I, I know you've, you've been you've been tweeting at me for a little bit now to get back on it, so I definitely am going to do that. And I and I'll say thank you, Scott, for prioritizing this podcast over Call of Duty. That's that's good to know that we made it at least above <laughs> that. That's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about today, and even without Ryan, and maybe we'll do a, a follow up tomorrow if we can get Ryan back on here, but. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 2020 NFL Draft, and we're going to talk about the, the new virtual format and the players and teams that we have an eye on that we want to watch, and much more. So let's get rolling. So the NFL Draft is coming forward on April 23rd to the 25th, but it's not in Las Vegas and not with any people present, at least not at any one location. That's right. Like almost everything today, in light of COVID-19, the NFL Draft is working from home. Commissioner Roger Goodell sent a memo to all 32 teams on April 6th, informing them that they must draft away from the team's facilities and operate their own home and operate in their own homes in order to comply with the coronavirus guidelines. NFL owners, general managers, coaches will essentially not be able to uh, be in the same room for the upcoming draft, unless I suppose they happen to be living with each other or living next door to each other, maybe. Um, so the memo said, we have reviewed this matter in the past few days with both the competition committee and CEC, and this will confirm that clubs will conduct their draft operations remotely with club personnel separately located in their homes. So coaches and managers are expected to communicate with each other by phone or Internet, which makes sense because smoke signals went out way, way long time ago. So two questions tonight, guys. We're going to be asking you about the NFL draft in this virtual format and what you think about that. And then I'm going to ask you about players and teams that you're, in, that you're particularly interested in watching at the draft itself. So let's start with that first question. And, uh, Scott, I'll start with you. So what do you think about this NFL draft being virtual? you have any thoughts on that, good, bad, ugly, or any concerns? Yeah, so I, I I think it's great that the NFL is moving forward with the draft. I, I mean, I know this is obviously a difficult time for everybody, and, and people are, are, you know, experiencing a lot of hardship. But, you know, at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. And at some point, we'll exit this and business needs to move forward. So the NFL has to run, conduct themselves as a business. I know that might be popular with some people, especially some ESP people. But at the end of the day, it's business and they need to move forward. So I'm glad to see that they're moving their business forward. I think it's going to be really interesting to see this unfold as a virtual uh, draft because I'm sure all of everyone out there listening that's been trying to conduct their business via Zoom has sat in meetings where people are on mute. Somebody can't get yep. their camera to work. You're, yep. You have a misconnection, and All I think things. it's going to be so entertaining to watch John Gruden yelling at his IT guy because he can't get a <laughs> pick in or somebody throwing a phone or some yep. kind of calamity that is 100% going to happen. And I, I'm tuning in for as much the operation of the draft and anybody that even gets picked. And I think it's yeah. going to be um, really fun to watch. But, you know, we're all functioning in some way. Businesses are moving forward. All of, you know, I'm, I'm at work often. My team is kind of split up. So I don't feel bad for the NFL having to do it virtually because guess what? That's just the way it is. And, and you got to deal with it. I think what it's going right. to highlight too, though, is teams that usually have their act together, Patriots, Steelers, Ravens, they're going to get it figured out, and they're going to do well. Teams that don't have it together, which unfortunately includes my Lions mostly, are going to screw it up <laughs> more so than others. Right. So 
someone yeah. will miss a pick, somebody's going to do something. So I, I think the, the entertainment value of just the, the vir- virtual draft itself is going to be good. Plus, we all need something else to talk about other than yeah. virus. So I, I'm a huge yep. fan of it going forward, and I, I'm really excited to, to watch it unfold. So I'll say this, you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, I don't know what happens if a team misses a pick. You know, we always have a countdown, right? No, Has any team ever missed a pick? Has it happened in the NFL draft? I'm not sure if it has. Oh, does yeah. it mean they just – does it? Yeah, there was a there was a draft. I think it was the Vikings. I believe it was the Vikings. And yeah. I'll have to – yeah, they, they, they missed their time. Somebody else then can jump ahead and make their pick, so – I think oh, the Vikings missed the pick, and then the next team jumps right on it, and I think they got burned by two picks. And then I think it happened almost the next year. So you're testing me a little bit on my history, but I know it's happened, and it's happened in the last, I'd say, 10, 15 years, and, and it was the Vikings. So I'll, I'll see if I can 2003, do my own research Apparently, yep, here. just, just- – just pulled it up. You guys have a great memory. That was Minnesota Vikings in 2003. Missed their pick. Well, this will be really interesting to see what happens here then. Well, hey, let me flip it over to you, um, Joey, for a second and ask, so what are your thoughts on this? Good, bad, ugly? How do you? What do you think about the NFL draft going forward no, and in the virtual no, format? <laughs> I have no reason to know that the Vikings missed their pick in 2003 since I was four years old when, they, when that happened. You just so have an amazing memory, where Joey. I pulled, <laughs> where I pulled that from. Um, but uh, Scott mentioned, uh, you know, all these coaches are going to be yelling at their IT guys, and I feel bad for them because uh, the IT guys because I was essentially that last year for Prince Avenue, and you know, just doing everything uh, computer technology wise. And I think the most interesting aspect of this virtual draft is going to be like how incompetent uh, technology wise that these billion dollar organizations are. Uh, there's like they've been raising concerns about like. Zoom meetings being hacked and blah blah blah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I think you guys will be okay. Like, <laughs> you're each worth at least a billion dollars. I'm sure you can figure <laughs> something out. But yeah, I don't right. think it's, and I don't think it's really even a drawback from like the actual draft that we've had every year previously, because if you think about it, like most of the time, the camera is on the analysts or it's playing a highlight tape of whoever got picked. The only thing we're missing out on is Roger Goodell getting booed, which, if you're listening right now, at 8.30, when Roger Goodell takes his stage in his mom's basement, I want you to <laughs> go outside <laughs> with pots and pans and boo and, and hit those pots and pans so he knows that we still hate his guts. All right? Yes, excellent. Um, that sounds like fun. I'm going to so, do that. I'm totally really, doing that. <laughs> really, the only, <laughs> really the only thing we're missing on is the booing of Goodell and uh, the cheesy suits that all the players wear and the handshake or whatever. Um, so yep. I, I really like yep. the idea of the virtual draft. I think everybody. I think it's going to be one of the most popular drafts uh, viewership-wise ever just because everybody's so hungry no for something sports-related. Um, oh, I yeah. I think it's a great idea. No, I totally agree with all that. And I think it will be really fascinating to see how they pull it off. So, like um, you guys kind of both brought up, you know, this the virtualness of this means that it's technology-dependent which means there is a like, 90% chance that something's going to go wrong at some point. And then there'll be the question of, well, their bandwidth went down and they missed their pick. What's going to happen now? Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm fascinated. I'm glad it's going forward, too, 
Um, and I know they thought toyed with pushing it off. I'm glad they're not going to do that because, quite frankly, now we got something to look forward to in the next week. And it's been a long time since we've been in that in that situation. So let's flip to the other question here. And Scott, I'll go back to you and ask you this question. You know, of the uh, players and the teams, all the situations, possible things that can happen during the draft. You know, and, and I'll point out for everybody who's listening, if you haven't checked it out yet. We had a we had our own mock draft over Twitter over the course of about two weeks, which is up on our site, footballgarbagetime.com. Both Scott and Joey were part of that. It has picks. It has some reasons and rationale for two rounds worth. It's really interesting. I think a lot of that still holds because a lot of things haven't changed. But what are you looking for um, uh, in, the, in the NFL draft, Scott? And, and how do you think it's going to change how teams look at players, seeing as how – there's no pro days. There's really no interviews. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I mean, a lot of players are being creative about that, getting on the Internet and posting up their own uh, workout videos, so to speak. But, you know, they don't have that uh, pro day, don't have that structure, and they don't have the way of figuring out if that's going to be, uh, you know, an accurate representation of their work uh, workout or not. So what do you think about all that and who are you looking at? Yeah, I think that's going to be a challenge. But but I I can't glance over glance past Joey's statement, which now makes me feel like I'm a million years old. I, I was more <laughs> than four years. I, I was four years clear of college in 2003. So I uh, I've got to reassess uh, how old I am now because I, I feel I feel like I'm I'm ancient here. But uh, yeah, so I think I, I think this is going to be an interesting draft. You know. I, I think we talk every year about teams overanalyzing players and kind of getting paralyzed in analysis. And, and this may be, you know, of tragedy, there's going to be, re, you know, new companies that come out of this, new ways businesses are done. So this is an opportunity for the NFL to maybe reassess how they do things, right? Do coaches need to work 23 and a half hours a day in order to be successful? So I think what we've done is we've, we're going to see teams not get into this paralysis analysis situation where they're just like dissect, dissect, dissect everything with the player and trust the film, the tape, you know, what we see on the field and not worry about how Tua looks in a enclosed building in shorts and a t-shirt. And right. so I think, I think it'll be interesting um, that way. And then also, I think, like I said earlier, you know, the same thing applies. The good teams are going to do well. The bad teams are going to do poorly. I think these things will, will be highlighted. Um, for me, you know, the top of the draft is always interesting. Obviously, when, when the Lions are there, which they always are, um, it keep, kind of piques my attention early. So they're sitting at three. There's all this talk around Tua, right? I mean, this is where the draft is going to move. Burrow's going to go to Cincinnati. That's fine. Success or not, you know, we'll see. But the, the pick really revolves around Tua. And in our mock, I actually took Tua at three, not because I think the Lions are going to take him, but I think that's probably where he's going to land. Um, I have a, I have some personal hope that he might go two uh, in the in the Redskins slot, allowing Ohio State Buckeye Chase Young to, to land on the Lions, and then I get kind of a double win. But I yep. think, you know, teams always overpay for quarterbacks. They overvalue quarterbacks. They take – Sorry to say, uh, Mitch Trubisky higher than he should go. You know, we've <laughs> you don't have to seen apologize for that one. Guys we did it to <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could go back to the Cade McNown draft and really age myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Ryan Leaf. you know, I just think, yeah, yeah, Ryan Lee. So 
I think somebody's going to get ahead of themselves. You know, you've got – if you look at this top ten of the draft, you've got the Dolphins, Chargers, you know, Panthers, Jaguars. Uh, you know, the the Raiders could take a quarterback. So, so many teams sure. need a quarterback. Somebody's going to get excited and jump up. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to see the lines drop back. I think everyone's expecting them to take uh, Okuda, another Buckeye. But I, I just don't see that really moving the franchise forward. If they can't grab Chase Young, um, then I really hope to see him move out of that pick and and, and grab some, some more more players downstream. So that's, that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me flip it over to you there, Joey, for a second and ask you that question, you know, so you've done some uh, training on scouting. Uh, you obviously do some coaching. What do you think the impact is with regard to the fact that we don't have pro days? Uh, we don't have these meetings or interviews. We don't have a lot of intelligence that scouts are going to get on some of these players. Uh, and, and knowing that some of the players who are going to be in the draft uh, in, you know, draftable range, uh, didn't get a chance to perform at the Combine because of injury or were just one of the few 30 or 40 who were not invited who are still going to be in that top 300-something or so that will be drafted. You know, how do you think that's going to impact everything? And then roll into that who it is or what it is that you're watching. Um, obviously, not having pro days um, really hurts teams' evaluation. Um not being able to see, and he, Dave Gettleman had this really weird quote earlier in the day. He did a press conference for Giants Media, and he said, you know, it really impacts us when I'm able to put our hands on a player, and then he said, smell them. So I thought that was a really interesting quote. <laughs> um, I'm sure he didn't mean, act, like, actually smell them, but I can see where he's coming from. And because yeah, okay. Think, Are you sure, though? First-round pick, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for the Giants' sake. Uh, that's not the case. Um, but – the, the, the other thing, these are every first round pick is a multi million dollar investment into an individual. So for yep. team, each aspect that we see that may seem small, like pro days or the combine or whatever else, it's huge. It's a huge effort that takes. It's only once a year you get to do it, and one pick costs people jobs. One pick, one pick wins team championships. So I, I can definitely see the. Uh, the downside of not having these pro days, and especially because now all these players are doing workouts on their own and self-reporting numbers. So we've already uh-huh. seen a record number of sub four three forties from all sorts of guys who are not even close to that fast. Um, yeah. So I, I don't remember who it was, but he posted like a four two eight forty, and I was like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> like, there's no way that you ran a four two eight, and uh, yep. not having like those numbers <laughs> because. Because, you know, like GM, scouts, coaches, whatever, they have certain levels that you need to hit to even be considered draftable on the board. So when they're not getting these numbers, it, it really affects that. Um, in terms of what I'm watching uh, for in the draft, I think the Lions are actually the, the pivot point because I don't think the Redskins are going to be trading back, as much, depending on if they get a huge offer from the Dolphins because the Dolphins have three first-round picks, so they have a lot to offer. But I think it goes Burrow, and then Chase Young, and then the Lions really control the entire draft from that point forward because a lot of things start to uh, fall into place. They trade back, um, and then the Dolphins take Tua at three. That leaves a whole swath of players at four for the Giants, and then so on and so on and so on. Um, Obviously, I'm interested in the Giants pick. Um, Really hoping that – 
Joe Judge puts uh, Dave Gettleman on mute on Zoom <laughs> if he <laughs> even discusses Can't hear you. <laughs> if he even discusses drafting Derek Brown at number four. Uh, every day the rumors start to come out about the Giants' interest in D- Derek Brown, another interior defensive lineman, um, which I don't get. I'd, I'd really, I'd really love to drop an, an office tackle or uh, Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Um, and then after that, I'm, obviously quarterback is the most important position in football. So interesting where Tua goes, Herbert, and maybe a smaller guy like Jordan Love could find himself uh, in the back half of the first round. It seemed like Indianapolis, or if the Dolphins aren't able to uh, take a grab at uh, Tua, maybe they've been interested at like pick 26 or whatever they have at the end of the first. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's really what I'm looking forward to. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those things are, are similar to what I'm looking at. It'll be really fascinating to see how the lack of information really impacts people in the draft this year, um, seeing as how the combine didn't, you know, a lot of people decided not to, to perform at the combine. A lot of players actually specifically said that because of injury or because they're coming back off of injury, they're not going to do the, they're not going to perform at the combine, uh, fully expecting to go in the pro day. And uh, and here we are. We're not going to have that information. So it'll be interesting to see how smart everybody's going to be. So let me ask you guys something. I'm going to do something a little new here because we haven't we haven't done this before. I'm going to ask you some questions. We we'll call them like over unders, so to speak. Let's say you're if you're a betting man here, let me ask you this question. How many quarterbacks do you think are going to be drafted in the first round this year? Uh, Scott, we'll start with you. Um, I'll go over three. We'll, over three? You set it at three. Okay, you're going to set it at three. So, And I'm assuming then you're saying, obviously, Joe Burrow is going. You're saying Tua is going. Yep. And then yep. Jordan Love, Justin Herbert? Yep. Yeah, I think they're all going to go. And I think for the same reason I said before, teams start losing their mind. And uh, we're going to see some people, you know, you got, like you said, the Dolphins, they've got, what, three picks at this point? Uh-huh. Four? That they're going to, maybe they move out, somebody jumps up. But I, I think before it's all said and done, we're going to see them all come off the board first round. Uh, all, all, all four of them? Yep. So you're not, you're not throwing uh, Jacob Easton in there with them? Uh no, I don't think so. I, I think I think uh I think we'll see uh I think somebody's gonna take love over Herbert. I think I think there's enough interest there and then I think uh that's where it'll that's where it'll run out at four. Interesting. Okay. Let me so let me flip over to you, uh Joey. What do you think? Uh over under on the number of quarterbacks drafted in the first round? Yeah, I think over three and a half, so I'm going to tell you exactly four. And I think three go in the top ten. I think Burrow, Mm. Tua, and Herbert all go in the top ten. Obviously, Burrow's going to go to Cincinnati. It'd be crazy to trade out. Um, But wherever Tua and Herbert go, it's going to be in the top ten. I think uh, teams have seen how important it is to to get that quarterback on a rookie deal. Um, We've seen that type of success, so that's what I'm going with. Okay, all right, that's interesting. So you're th- you're saying that uh, Jordan Love is actually going to be not in the top ten. So you're 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 uh, going with the Justin Herbert over just Jordan Love uh, view because it's really right now it's real popular to take that Jordan Love over Justin Herbert view. But you're you liking Justin better? I do like Herbert more, and I think a lot of NFL teams uh, will like Herbert more as well, um, just because his body of work is a lot uh, stronger than Love. I think uh, his his athleticism and uh, just ceiling might not be as high as love, but in terms of what he can 
produce right now. Uh, because he spent four years at a full four years at Oregon, um, I think that matters to a lot of teams. Okay, and and what do you think here? And now I'm going to ask you this, uh, Joey, and I'm going to ask you, Scott, after this. Will the Chargers draft a quarterback, or do you think they're honestly going to try and go Tyrod Taylor? I think they are in on the Tua sweepstakes. Um, it's, it's it's pretty comparable to last year in a way. Um, not quite the same circumstances, but when the Cardinals said, and over and over, Cliff Kingsbury said, Josh Rosen's our guy, Josh Rosen's our guy. But when they had the mm-hmm. opportunity to take Kyler Murray and even have a closer look at him, they knew that Kyler Murray had to be the guy. Um, so the Chargers can talk all day all they want about how Tyrod Taylor is their guy, which I don't believe for a second, um, <laughs> uh-huh. because Tyrod Taylor hasn't been the guy anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if Tua isn't there for them, then they'll say, oh, yeah, see, we told you, Tyrod Taylor was our guy the whole time. Um, uh-huh. And then they'll just tank the season and go go for Trevor Lawrence in 2021. Um, <laughs> okay. But I do think they are on the All right, and what do you think here, Scott? Do you think uh... – Chargers are going to take a quarterback, or are they going to make a run of it with Tyrod Taylor? Um, so before I give you give my answer, I'll, I'll ask Joe if he wants to take uh, my favorite Twitter wager, which is yes, uh, exchanging of avatars. I, I will wager my avatar for a week that uh, Love goes over Herbert in the draft. Wow! So if you're not familiar, with... all right, I'll but, take um, that. Bet. I'll take that. Bet. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait All right. Okay. Yeah, nice. If, if love goes over Herbert. All right. Excellent. All right. We got a bet, guys. Nice. I, know, I love it. All right. I like it. We're getting some action on this show. All right. So what do you think, guys? <laughs> yeah, what about, what about the Chargers? Don't duck the question. <laughs> um, so I think what will happen is the Chargers are sitting at 37. I think they're going to be one of the teams. I, I don't think they go quarterback at uh, six. I think they're one of those teams that are going to going to package that 37th pick up at the bottom end of the draft, you know, maybe package up with say the saints or the Ravens and grab uh, a quarterback likely Herbert. Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. And then that, that would actually be interesting to see because that, that would be the guy that was le- to be arguably left on the board at six. Uh, theoretically, if uh, if uh, if Joey was uh, was going to be picking that that spot, would be taking Herbert there. So it would be interesting to see how that works out. All right, let's move on to the next question here, guys. How many uh, running backs are going to be drafted in the first round? Some big time running backs out there in the draft class, but really interesting opinions as to whether they should be drafted in the first round or not. I know that Ryan would say zero for the entire draft should be drafted, but what do you think here? Uh, Joey, we'll start with you first. Uh, I really only see one running back going in the first round. That's got to be Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Um, he'll go late first round to a team, maybe even the last pick in the first round to the Chiefs. Uh, they always seem to have immediate running backs since the Cream Hunt stuff. Um, another guy to even just look at maybe in the first round is DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. He's actually my uh-huh. favorite running back in the draft, but I know that most analysts and uh, you know talking heads have Taylor ahead. But I've talked about before on podcasts that I'm a little weary of Wisconsin running backs, even with Melvin Gordon's success, just because of the Ron Bain experiment with the Giants uh, back sure. in 2005. Um, yep. So, yeah, I really only think one. I think one goes, and I think it's me, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. All right. So, uh, no DeAndre Swift in the first round, and you're not going to elevate J.K. Dobbins into the first round. All right. That's fine. Let's move on over here to uh, Scott. What do you think? 
What do you think? How many running backs in the first round? Yeah, I I think it might be two as well. Um, I'm I'm with you on the Wisconsin running back. I, the the list of uh, successful running backs hasn't been so great. So I, I think it's I agree. I think it's going to be towards the end. Um, you know, I, I like I like Dobbins, but that's a bit of a homer pick. So I always have to to throw it out there. But I I think you're looking at one. One and a half. so if you set the over under at one and a half, that'd be a, that'd be a tough one to take the over. Uh, I think okay. it'll be very light. But you think it Taylor though, if she's going to be on that that slip? Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll stick with Taylor on that one too. I mean, I think he's kind of consensus there. Okay. All right. All right. So rapid fire, a couple more, because we're down to the end of the show, believe it or not. We can't believe it went so fast, but a couple rapid fire ones. All right. And then we're going to go Scott and then we'll go Joey. All right. How many trades will there be in the first round? Scott. Six. Six trades. Woo. All right. Uh, Joey, what do you got? I'll take the under, but only because I think it's going to be more difficult for teams to trade because just imagine the scenario, Dave Gettleman, the same man that watches film with a Wii remote control, is going to have to <laughs> contact another GM on video conference within the 15 minutes he's allotted to make the pick. Right. That would be tough. I, I, I don't know about everybody else's grandfather, but my grandfather uses his middle finger when typing into his GPS. So if, we, if that's what we're working with, definitely going to be less okay. crazy on Okay. So what do you think? If you had a guess, what what kind of, what are you thinking? Less than six for sure, but how many give it a number? I'm going less than I'm going five. I'll go five. Five. Okay. That's 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 pretty close to six. All right, it's a lot. Uh let's go with uh let's go with three more three more here, all right? Uh how many times will they mention Tom Brady during the first round, Scott? Oh my goodness. Probably ten. <laughs> okay, ten times. Joey, what do you got? How many times are they going to mention Tom Brady in the first round? Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say a dozen times they'll, they'll bring up Tom Brady, especially when it's closer to New England's pick, because I think Jordan yeah. Love will still be on the board then, and uh, I think they'll throw oh, his yeah. name into the, into the ring in terms of uh, the pick they should make. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, I don't know how many, but ten and twelve sound good to me. All right, uh, how many times will they mention DeAndre Hopkins during the first round? Obviously, the biggest steal of the off season so far, mm-hmm. Scott. I'll go with uh, five. Five. All right, Joey? Mm, three. I'll go three times. Once when three, the Cardinals okay. are picking, once when the Texans are picking, and once before the show. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Right before. Okay. Uh, will there be a missed pick in the first two rounds of the draft, Scott? Uh, absolutely. I, someone All is right. going to screw this up royally. Yep. <laughs> and what do you think there, Joey? Will there be a mistake in the first round of the draft? I say no, only because I think the NFL is going to give these teams some leeway because of all uh, everything that's going on and the fact that it's virtual. I think there could mm-hmm. be a mistake, but we wouldn't know about it, and the team would be given a uh, sort of grace period to make the pick. Interesting. Okay, well, that will be kind of fun to see too. All right, well, that's – there you go. A little bit over under for everybody on the draft because heck, let's get let's get some action out there. So everybody make your bets and let's hit the air horn on the show. That's all we got today. That's 
a lot of fun having you guys out here. Always fun to get this thing going, particularly because we're all sheltering at home right now and not <laughs> can't get out of here. And we're all looking forward to how this exciting NFL draft, brand, brand new format, so great. Um, Scott, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, NFL Fantasy underscore more. Uh, always talking sports, trying to at least. So trying to keep it light. Yep, and, and you can catch his uh, his performances on Call of Duty on Twitter as well to the extent that he wants you to. Because if he's really bad, he won't. He'll just take it off. I think. I think that's what happens, isn't it, Scott? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If I don't finish top ten, I'll take it down. Uh, Joey, give us your social media so people can follow you. Yeah, you can follow me at Joey Libro on all social media platforms, and you can follow Scott King at NFL Fantasy underscore more with a different profile picture for a week straight, starting <laughs> next Friday morning. There it is. I love it. I love it. We'll, well played. Well played, sir. Well played. We will see. We will see. We've got a lot of things, a lot of action now for next week. All right. Thanks, everybody, for coming out, as always, and wasting time with us. And until next time, wow, geez, there is an NFL week to worry about, so enjoy it. Enjoy your NFL week. <laughs>